This is Lab Medicine Rounds, a curated podcast for physicians, laboratory professionals, and students. I'm your host, Justin Croyder, the Bowtie Bandit of Blood, a transfusion medicine pathologist at Mayo Clinic. Today, we're rounding with Bashoy Nished, a medical student visiting us from Medical University of the Americas, St. Kitts and Nevis. I've been really impressed by him, his attention to detail, dependability, and I think he's got a really interesting perspective, which helps him succeed where many of us are challenged. So today on Lab Medicine Rounds podcast, we're going to be talking about the perspective of no excuses. Thanks for joining us today, Bashoy. Thank you for having me on this podcast, Dr. Corder. I really appreciate it, this opportunity and having me here as one of your guests. Well, I think this is going to be a fun extension from the conversation that we had uh, earlier in your month. Maybe uh, for our audience, which is a, a combination of clinicians, laboratory professionals, and students, you can kind of kick us off with where were you first introduced to this no excuses <laughs> philosophy perspective and uh, what is it? Yeah, that's actually a very great question. And um, it's very important to me as a, a big part of who I am today. So back when I was studying and doing my undergrad studies at University of California, Riverside, I was doing my biology undergrad studies. I got introduced to working out. I had never worked out being an immigrant coming from the Middle East, United Arab Emirates, Abu Dhabi specifically. It wasn't a common thing, at least back in the day, to work out or to really take care of your health. So that's something that I really wanted to do during the first semester at UC Riverside. So I joined a nearby gym and I began working out and kind of dabbling in different workouts, running. And then I heard about this thing called CrossFit. So I decided to join a gym not too far from my campus. And during the first few weeks that I was working out there on the weekends, I noticed these two brothers that would come in to work out with us and have these kind of workout challenges. Back in the day, they used to call it kind of the regionals for workouts. So they had to do these qualifier workouts. And I used to just sit around, watch them, watch how they train. And it stood out to me that they were very, very unique in how they not just trained and worked out, but how their mindset came to approaching the workout, which really attracted me to, to ask more questions on how they got to that level of training and that mindset of training. So I asked if I could start training with them. And sure enough, they invited me to their gym, which was called NOX. And it sounded a little weird to me. So I was like, N-O-X, Knox. So why is your gym called that? And they said that it's called that because it's called No Excuses. So that's why they chose N-O-X. And that's kind of how it all started. It's so funny uh, you say N-O-X. I was thinking uh, the gym of hard knocks, but <laughs> I, I see where you get to No Excuses. What's that perspective that they had that they really kind of imparted on you? What did that look like? Right. So I initially joined them because I wanted to take my training to the next level. What I didn't know is I'm also going to take my mindset and my personality to that next level. And I'm very grateful for them for ingraining that in me. Uh, so basically, my goal was to improve my workouts and get better over time, which did happen. However, what I started noticing is that my mindset approaching these workouts began to change. In the beginning, I used to approach them with fear. However, one of the things that they would do to kind of not instill fear in me is they, for example, wouldn't tell me what their workout is for the day until I showed up. And then after showing up, they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do today. And that was pretty much the hardest part for me in the beginning is showing up. And soon I learned that showing up was half the battle. 
the rest was history once you showed up to put in the work. And over time, I also noticed that that transferred over to my studies in my undergrad. Some days I would tell them, hey, look, I can't come work out. I have this exam in a few days. Or, hey, I need to take uh, some time off from working out because I have these other priorities that I need to take care of. And they would always tell me, look up. And I would look up and what I would see is N-O-X written on the ceiling, which goes back to the whole no excuses. And what that helped me with is creating a balance in my life and creating priorities. If I can't take care of my health initially and foremost, how am I gonna go to my school to, to take care of my studies? If I can't take care of my health, how am I gonna take care of my family? And so on and so forth. So there's also this very nice quote by the Dalai Lama that it, it kind of, in summary, it says that what surprised me most about man is that they seek money, they seek wealth, they seek all these things, but they forget about their health. Mm. And they end up spending all their money, all their time, all their energy to take care of their health at the end of their life. So um, that kind of re re instilled in, in me a new purpose and a new mindset when approaching different things in life whether it's working out, work, relationships, uh, spiritual uh, relationships, anything, whether it's church, um, school, any of that. I think it's very, very important to have that mindset going in with the no excuses mindset. For more laboratory education, including a listing of conferences, webinars, and on-demand content, visit mayocliniclabs.com forward slash education. I suspect many of our listeners may have similar experiences this time of year. I, I guess we're uh, recording this at the very beginning of February. So maybe there's some New Year's resolutions that have kind of fell by the wayside. Many of us kind of struggling with uh, time management. You're talking about all these different responsibilities that we're working to juggle. Having gone through this, having struggled through and navigated those early phases of how do I work with this new perspective, what do you think is important for our listeners to understand about what is it that allows you to be successful with this no excuses approach? There's two very important things to realize before even having the no excuses mindset or approach. First off, we all have 24 hours in a day. Just like you have the 24 hours, I have the same exact 24 hours. So what we prioritize to do in those 24 hours comes down to a personal choice and a personal decision that sometimes we make that decision subconsciously. And that's something that builds over time. It doesn't, just does, it doesn't happen overnight. So that's the first thing, realizing we all have 24 hours. The second most important thing is knowing that there's specific things that are going to be out of your control. So a very nice saying that I always write, like to remind myself of it is control what you can't and what you can't, you can't. So what that translates into basically is always things that are going to happen, whether, for example, as a medical student, I might have a, a family emergency or an exam that's coming up. Those things, if it's an exam, I can prepare for it ahead of time. If it's a family emergency that's out of my control. I can't prepare for that. So the things that I can control I need to prepare for ahead of time. And the things that I cannot control, I, I can't stress about. So 
With those two points in mind, creating a plan ahead will allow one to not face those, those failures, those struggles, and then realizing that we have 24 hours in the day and prioritizing your time. It doesn't have to be three hours. It doesn't have to be half your day, but just making sure you give back to your body because that body of yours, you're going to use it not just to take care of patients, if it's people, medicine, or any other specialty, your body's going to come back one day and tell you, hey, here's your bill, pay up. And this kind of happens only towards the end of life. So maybe we don't see it much in our youth, but as we grow older and realize I should have taken care of my body when I was younger, it becomes a little too late and that's when regret happens. So mm. planning ahead, it's kind of important for that. You know, I'm really glad that you reminded us uh, where you are on your journey as a medical student currently. Sometimes I think back to you know my life now as a uh, staff physician. I've got a lot more regularity in my schedule than I did as a student or when I was a resident. Really hearing this message uh, and you know you're being successful in this way despite the challenges of the chaotic schedule. And it sounds like a key part of that is having that appreciation for what you can control, what you can't control. And so maybe it's not a three hour workout <laughs> that you do, but, <laughs> but you show up and do 20 minutes, right? Or yes. something like that. Yes. I'm not gonna say I'm in the exact same shape or form that I was during my undergrad studies. However, just a little bit every day adds up just to keep you just enough in shape, you know, so that when you're going up the stairs, for example, you're not out of breath. When you're talking to your patients, they're able to see you as an example, for example. Mm -hmm. You've been doing this now for a number of years. You know, as you say, you've been in multiple environments and situations. I'm really curious, how has your practice changed, if at all, over that time? My answer to that would be, it has and it has not changed. Now, what does that mean? It has changed as in I was able to take that mindset and apply it to different situations. So for example, back in the day, I used to train and have these competitions in weightlifting that allowed me to go on the stand in front of an audience and I had three shots at one lift. That mindset and that fortitude that I was able to build over time allowed me to be able to kind of present to an audience and be prepared in that mental aspect. I take that exact same mindset when I have, for example, very important presentations to faculty and staff, kind of like the one I had earlier today, and be confident and plan ahead so that I'm very organized in my thoughts so that when I speak, I can have the same exact confidence level. So the preparedness in both ways, and that's how they're both different situations but same. So taking the mindset from working out and applying it to different situations in life. Phenomenal. And going back to this mindset, I remember a couple of years ago when I was just starting out on staff and I went at a coaching session and you're talking about this common challenge of, you know, oh, I got so many things in the day. And I remember the coach that I was working with was like, okay, if there were 26 hours in the day, do you think you would get this done? And I was like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, nope, <laughs> try again, right? 
you've kind of shared a lot of key points here about and, and really looped back boomerang back to this importance in putting the emphasis on mindset for our listeners to reflect and think about if listeners are interested i think sometimes it might seem intimidating to try to cultivate this mindset and certainly you had great coaches that you were working with in, in the beginning that got you started on this path where do you recommend our listeners get their own start i think it depends really on the listener and where they what stage they are whether in their training or in their life or what, what part of the country as well, or if outside the country, it's important first to start with little steps. So if, it, if, if these are changes you want to make to your workout, for example, life, don't start with long or very extreme workouts that will quickly drain you and eventually make you dislike working out in the first place. If this is a change you want to make in your professional life, for example, don't automatically go pursuing, for example, a PhD and spend you know, most of your day in the lab because that might drain you and not allow you to enjoy what you thought you might enjoy at one point. So what I recommend is doing everything in moderation, everything in balance, and over time, building those little, little building blocks. That's what would make a difference, you know, whether it's professionally or if it's in their workout uh, or like healthcare aspect. A little bit at a time, over time, makes a big difference. Overnight changes are really not like a key for success. So true. And uh, how quickly I forget that. <laughs> but truth be told for our listeners, since you came and first spent some time with me uh, earlier this month, I've been uh, doing the one mile a day run in the morning, just trying to get those uh, small wins and enjoying my workout. <laughs> That's awesome, especially in the Rochester, you know, cold. <laughs> so that's this it. is inside. Uh, I'm treadmill doing it. <laughs> oh, great point. <laughs> so thank you so much. We've been rounding with Bashoy Nished to discuss this no excuses perspective. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us about this. Dr. Croyder, it's really been a pleasure. Thank you for having me and allowing me the opportunity to share my perspective and hear my story. Absolutely. Our pleasure. To all of our listeners, thank you for joining us today. We invite you to share your thoughts and suggestions via email. Please direct any suggestions to mcleducation at mayo.edu and reference this podcast. If you've enjoyed Lab Medicine Rounds podcast, please subscribe. And until our next rounds together, we encourage you to continue to connect lab medicine and the clinical practice, and in this case, uh, your life practice, through insightful conversations. Thank you.